Hello everyone, I'm Latara and welcome to Spiritually Woke, a place where we want to connect with others and empower you to be your best self. Yes, welcome, welcome. We are here to share our stories and validate yours. By the way, my name's Anna. We are so excited that you're here with us and are you ready to be spiritually woke? Let's get woke. Hi everyone, welcome back to Spiritually Woke. Yes, Happy New Year, 2022. 2022. That's Latara's favorite number, 22. Taylor Swift. Gotta yes. give props to the T-Swifts. Oh, you just love Taylor. <laughs> and Taylor, cue all too well, and every single song that she's ever put out has soothed me from toxic people in my life. Yes, we're going to talk about toxic people in our lives toxic people and how do you remove them from your life mm-hmm. because what we're talking about affects so many people out there and i just want to say that this year is the year that we stop taking other people's toxic behaviors family friends lifelong friends anyone who mistreats you it ends now yes easier Goodbye. said than done though uh, of course it's nice to say it like that, I know. like with such conviction, but yes, you know, I know conviction. How do you know when someone is toxic? Well, I don't know. In my situation, I think once you go around the same merry-go-round with the, for the same situation, you know, that friend, sister, mm-hmm. brother, husband, Mother, boyfriend, father, yeah. best friend. And you just keep going around that same circle of the same situation over and over and over again that you have to try to explain to this person why you're setting boundaries. Well, actually, I have a list. Okay, let's hear it. Of course, I have a list. I'm dying to hear this. (laughs) How do you know when someone's toxic? So if every conversation you have ends up with you feeling guilty, upset, or ends in an argument... Mm-hmm. If they're angry at you and manage to turn a conversation around on you and mm-hmm. everything is your fault, if they yes. don't respect your boundaries, if they criticize you and put harsh judgments on you, if they don't compromise, if they always have to be right, they play the blame game, or you feel bad for the person even after they've hurt you. Mm-hmm. If they cause drama with you and other people and then don't like when you defend yourself. If they're never happy. For but even when you do defend yourself, they don't even hear it. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating because it always has to go back to themselves. They don't hear what you have to say. They just want to get other people on their side. Yeah, they don't validate anything that yeah. you have to say. Because what you say is not important. to validate them. It's, you know, when you read, when you get a text and you've ex- tried to explain it the best that you know how, and then that person takes it in a totally different context. Yes. Yeah. That <laughs> yes, happens to I me do. a lot. You mean, or like if you post something on Facebook and then <laughs> like someone takes it like personal and you're like, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about you. Have you ever had a relationship with someone like this? You're so vain. Spiritually wokers. Do you know someone like this? I bet you do. <laughs> I do. I know several people like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was married to one. I was raised by one. Two. 
maybe three, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did yeah. get. But I don't know. Like, your mom's pretty, she's a pretty up there right now. Because yeah. I think most people that you've gone back and said, listen, you, you've you hurt me. You did this. They've owned it. Yeah. But the one person that I think would mean the world to you, which is your mom. It's not going to mean the world to me anymore. Well, I think I've let go of that. Okay. So you've grieved your mom or you're grieving her still. Yeah. Correct? But like <clears throat> exactly that we're talking about Facebook mm-hmm. and taking things personally. Like most recently... I shared a, a Facebook post that said, don't let your family destroy your family. I don't care who you are. The family I am building will be breaking generational curses. If you disturb my peace, you are no longer welcome in my space. You can't continue to allow people to cause you emotional harm and keep them around by saying, that's just how they are. No thanks. If they don't want to grow, let them go. That's right. That's right. It wasn't even directed towards her. I just like it resonated with me. So I was like, yes, that's exactly that is a good quote, though. I I, exactly. I would have been inspired by that. I I was. And that's why I shared it. And like up until, you know, a week previously, I had my mom on restricted view because I know that she takes some of my peaceful and inspiring things and she turns it back like I'm attacking her. But I think your mom is always under Always. constant attack oh, of, of herself and she doesn't see yeah. that but um i had her off for one week i had her like not blocked unrestricted for one week so she could see christmas photos of her grandkids and literally she sent me a screenshot of that post saying that i should be ashamed for feeling that way but i think a lot of people like in social media with social media they will take it so personal when it has nothing to do with them. Like if the shoe fits, wear it. Mm -hmm. But in reality, a lot of times it's not even pertaining to that person. Like you have a tumultuous relationship and I wasn't even directing, like thinking about her specifically. But that, I think that's your mom's own guilty conscience with her taking everything. Like your mom's kind of scary because she does take everything so personal. Yep. When it has nothing to do with her. It's just yep. how you, you know, you scroll, you see something. Oh, that resonates with me. I'm going to post that. That's nice. That's inspirational. But I don't, I think some people just can't take any positive, any negative no. into the positive. No. Everything is, even if it's positive, it's, she's ta- she takes it into the negative, which mm-hmm. I'm sure she's not alone. I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. They can't see something being positive because their mindset I don't think is capable of seeing that positiveness. No. So imagine how they're feeling. Imagine how poisonous their their bodies are because all they do is put themselves with this bullshit inside their system. Yeah. They might as it's well just awkward. drink a friggin' some bleach. Yeah. <laughs> License to kill over here. License to kill. So she asked if we could talk text me asking mm-hmm. if we could talk after she said shamed me for posting that right and I agreed yes which I was very reluctant to but also kind of excited because like, well I think you you're you're I think no matter what you're optimistic <clears throat> thinking that somewhere somehow you're going to get through to her so she can see your point of view I don't even know if it's getting through to her anymore that is my end goal I think my 
actual end goal with agreeing to that conversation was, oh, I get to have the conversation with her where I'm not powerless now and I'm equipped with the knowledge and Mm -hmm. can express things that I could never express for all those years. And I just really wanted to express them. I don't think I, I I kind of went in knowing like I'm not going to get that um, reaction that I want from her. I think I prepared myself for that. Well, I think it's important to understand too that I don't think you can get the right fuel when people are toxic. Yeah. Well, that's why you, when you go on your healing path and you start to take your own power back and realize, oh my gosh, it's in me. Like I did years of meditation, soul searching, CBT, intuitive therapy, regular therapy, reading, researching. And now I was like, okay, I'm actually at a point now where I can go and speak to her. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? I had like. <laughs> Why don't you let the audience know what happened? I had so much physical anxiety symptoms. I haven't helped. I haven't felt like my chest being tight. Like I felt like I was being choked. Like how many of the listeners probably feel the same way? Yeah. I, I was just driving and I was like, Oh my God, am I doing this? Like, how am I doing this? I was so nervous. And then I was like, no, you have this, like you're good. And yeah, when I spoke, I spoke from the heart, um, where things went wrong with her and I, and it just turned into the blame game. I was a hard child. I wasn't easy to deal with. She's sorry for who she married. Not one time was there any accountability on her end. Oh, my parents did that to me. I was like, <clears throat> that doesn't make it right. Yeah, but the blame game is just your mom not wanting to make no. work on herself. No. So that's, I think that makes so much sense. I think a lot of people will resonate it's a with that. Mentality. She doesn't, she can't. She can't put all that stuff aside and look at herself and say, she wants to put all the work into everybody else, but at the same time, she doesn't want to put any work into her, which she needs to do all the work, not you. She likes to commit the crime and then like put you on trial. Yeah, of course. And walk away with her hands clean. But no, I stuck to my Well, because your mom's a lot about the image too. She likes to, it's the image. The image is more important than actually working on herself to make things better. Toxic people can't, you can't, I don't feel like you can heal when you're so toxic. Because you don't want to heal. You don't want to put in the work. That's right. You don't want to realize things about yourself. Like that's what healing is in reality. It's realizing things about yourself. Like, yeah, I was a shitty child. I wasn't a shitty child, but I didn't make the best decisions in my teenage years. But that wasn't my fault like that that wasn't like intentionally to hurt my mom and that's how she takes it even when I was a child anything I did like if I said like I hate this house I'm sure she took it as like a personal thing like oh she hates me like she just we have never had like a bond and I think it's due to like her taking everything personally and just she can't control her own emotions I think some people are just very sensitive and I think as children and as a child you're defenseless, right? But it's funny that she's so sensitive, but she was never sensitive towards me. And like when I would be sensitive, it was like, do you want something to cry about? Like, why are you crying? Like you're... I don't think that your mom's very sensitive. 
I think your no, mom's. I have said things before. Like, Why do you always have to say mean things about me? You can never say anything nice about me. And like, you know how I am. I'm such a jokester. Yeah. I'm like, your hair looks like shit today. Yeah. <laughs> you just One have time to... she was wearing a poncho and it literally looked like a Persian rug. And I was yeah, like, but sometimes where you're, did you get that from? you're also that person that you just want to rise out of that person. Well, obviously, but there, that was like when I was at my like, I was so angry and I hadn't, I had not accepted like that, like she was in the wrong and there was things that happened that were not okay. And I didn't understand that in my own head. I didn't know that I had went through so much trauma until I was able to, I watched my sister go through some of the same things with my mom. And I was like, whoa, like she's the it's same. like deja vu. She did this to me, but like way worse. And that's what made me start on this like thing with my mom. It's just like, I started setting boundaries because that was a foreign concept to me. Yeah. Cause I never realized that your mom and you didn't have a good relationship up until like yeah, I was several years ago. Well, that's that? true too. But that Why again, that? again, she was, she wanted the control. She wanted to be able to control that part, which I mean, eventually a family member that is searching for another family member is going to seek it and then find it. And if you're meant to be, you know, come together, you will be, doesn't matter. No, the universe can't keep what is supposed to be meant to be. Yep. So, like your, I think your mom, she can't heal because she's got so much pain going on inside of her yeah. that she doesn't want to feel because it's too much pain. And that's with a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Like instead of using their pain and saying like, okay, you know what? Like, let me feel my pain. Let me be in my pain. And now wh where do I go from here? Yeah. But in our generation, I, I have to say that's how we were trained. That's, uh, that's how our parents taught us. Like if you fell, you oh, got for up. Sure. That's so, fine. I acknowledge that. Though, and if she would have said, like, I did the best with what I could, like, I would have acknowledged that, but I still expect you to actually make some changes, right? Like, I will acknowledge that, like, your generation. I think your mom's too so proud, different. though. She's so proud. She doesn't, you know, it's like, it's like they say, mm -hmm. you pick your battles, you pick, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about something that's so minute that means nothing to me. Mommy so, yeah, she would because she has to be right. And, it's not about being right. It's about picking your battles. I once Joel Osteen actually said that don't sweat the small stuff. And it's true. We worry about the small stuff and those things really don't add up to anything good in our lives anyway. So let it go. Yeah. So the only person you can control yourself, but I think your mom wants to control herself and everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's where she has the problem because she's a control freak. I mean, I am too, well, so yeah, to a certain like extent. Calling the kettle black over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm more. You don't opened. like to control people's thoughts, though. No, absolutely not. You don't I would like never to control people. You just like to control. I like to. I like to learn about what other people's experiences. I like to learn how they healed from it. Yeah. You know what do they do to get to where they are today? You actually listen. I like to learn. I I love hearing people's stories. Like mm -hmm. it. It's. It does. It makes. It heals me too. Yeah as well as me telling my story, but he, hearing other people's situations and knowing that you're not alone, that's a huge part a huge of part healing because a lot of times you don't, when you're going through that, you feel so alone. You don't know how, you know, Oh, sometimes you my, don't even know you're in the midst of trauma. I know that's the most fucked up part. I know. You don't even know that you're like being traumatized or, you know, you're going through something that's really shaping 
you for the next few years if you don't come out of it. Well, think about it. As kids, we don't know any better. So how our kid or how our parents raise us, that's what we think is normal. Yeah. Right. So if your parents raised you in a cage Turkey. and they just let you out, went to go to school, come back and you go back into that cage. Do you know any better? You don't, you think all kids yeah, probably. probably go into the cage when they get home from mm -hmm. school. So it's, we don't, under, we, as parents, we have so much control that we don't even realize yeah. because kids are so innocent. They don't know. They haven't been out there. They haven't experienced anything in life until you start talking to other people and say, what do you mean? You don't go into your cage. <laughs> like, because yeah. that is your new norm. That's just your norm. Yeah. And I don't really do that to my kids, but <laughs> I would hope freaking not, but you do set boundaries. Of course. And having boundaries, I can't tell you how important that is when you're having a relationship and you suspect the other person to be toxic or the person is treating you, you know, in some of these toxic ways that we're talking about, you need to set your boundaries. That's your first step. But see, like, let's, let me be the devil's advocate here. If it was us speaking to your mom, she would probably say there was she, just no reasoning with you. She fucked over every one of my boundaries I tried to set. I every single one. I I know. I didn't I, want the kids sleeping there when her boyfriend was there, and that was a huge thing. It was like, well, why do? You, what game are you playing? It's like I'm not playing a game. I'm not comfortable. I don't know him. These are my children. Yeah, but like I've said to you, they're your kids. I know. That's you're protecting your children exactly. in your heart. And I had to you're not it. doing it maliciously. You're not doing any exactly. wrongdoing. It, it gives me a whole new respect for myself, especially having that conversation with my mom. I had a whole new respect for myself leaving that conversation because I was like, that was so hard to keep myself together and to not be reactive mm -hmm. and to just sit there. And actually listen to her, like, not take any accountability. Like, oh, I'm sorry for who I married. My parents did that to me. It's like. But I think because <laughs> you've learned how to heal from your mom, yeah. it has given you so much confidence. It just, it's and like, that is something that we all at some point lack is the confidence yeah. that we oh, need to set those boundaries. Second guessing myself. Like, those are things that I lacked for so long. And now I look and I observe, like, my upbringing. And I'm like, that's why. Because I was constantly criticized. I was judged. I was doubted. I mm -hmm. was, like, told I'm not feeling that way. Like, so many things that just happened. And it wasn't just my mom. It was my stepdad. It was my dad. It was mm -hmm. literally everyone around me except for like my grandparents and my uncle who I could go to. But they also enabled the toxic behavior in saying like, oh, that's just how your mom is. You know what? A few times people did stick up for me and say things, but everybody enabled it because, oh, that's just how it is. And like, that's not how it is anymore. No, it's not. Like we're getting woke now. Okay. Toxic behaviors, mistreating people. It's not happening anymore. That shit don't fly. Well, honestly, I think, and I think we both think the same way, is I would rather be surrounded by two genuine people than a hundred people yep. with a room that you can't, you have nothing in common exactly. with. Exactly. And you, those, those people that you talk to that it's all just empty talk. Like there's, you don't even get a real conversation out of that. No. Because... 
when you're so real and I feel like we are very real and I can't really communicate with you when you can't be, when I can, I can literally feel that you're not being genuine with me. It creates a block in me that I don't have anything to say to you. Exactly. And then I say to myself, like, why don't I have anything to say to that person? Well, it's because that person that's, is not being honest and genuine. That's like so why guy, even waste my energy? You're the universe saying, you know what? No. Yeah, I don't want to like, stay away it. from that person. The universe... You're only going to be surrounded by people who you're meant to be surrounded by. And either people are going to teach you a lesson or people are going to be on your team helping you grow. Absolutely. So that that's my opinion on what why people come into your life or why you meet people, right? Like we do not know toxic family members, toxic people, anything. And it can't be always one-sided as well. So it's just, it can't be one-sided. Because if they're not apologizing and changing the behavior, then what's an apology? Manipulation. And how many people do we know that they fuck something up and then they say, well, I did it anyways. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? And then after the hundredth time, you're going, no, you fucking did it. And you should be wanting to do that for the last friggin' time. Exactly. So you want them to be different and they're not being different. And that is very frustrating. Yeah. You do something for them and they treat you better for a little bit, but then they're right back to treating you different. Like it's time to cut your losses. Mm -hmm. Family can be great. And I'm so happy that, you know, some people do have functional families and there is, you know, you guys haven't felt any of this, but family can also be the most detrimental people in your life because you feel an obligation because mm-hmm. they're your family. Like you feel an yes. obligation to enable, to forgive, to forget that bad behavior. And you shouldn't. Like, That's very true. You don't true. have to stick to them no matter what. You can live in this world without your mother or your father. And a lot of people have to do that. But you can't live in this world without a friend, a real friend. Oh, are you kidding? Life would be so empty. A ride or die. That's right. I, I, I actually saw this quote and I thought, I think this pertains to what we're talking about right now. And it says, you have to learn to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. Yeah. Nina Simone. And you will have that. guilt. And it's true because yeah. if you don't feel love where you're at, why would you want to yeah. stay? Like why you keep... To be in a relationship where it's a one-way relationship and you're giving, 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 you need to be able to, like, have it both ways. Like, you know, you give a little, you get a little. Like, it has to be, like, a two-way street, a relationship, a partnership, like, a partnership. Yeah, you have to. If you can't, if you're just filling me up and I'm not filling you back up, What's the sense in that? Nothing. Right? Yeah. So, it, I, and I do feel like we do have a lot of people in our, in our life that they just take. Takers. And, or they don't tell you the truth. I don't know Liars. why, because I'm really, really good at accepting the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done a lot of accepting the truth in the last friggin' 10 years. It smacked me in the face. With it smacked truth. me in the face. Like, whole building fell on me. I'm surprised I'm still alive. Woo! But... It's, I'd rather hear the truth than you be phony to me. Because if you're going to be phony to me, then don't, like, just don't talk to me. I don't need you to tell me what you think I want to hear. I want to tell, I want you to tell me exactly what your thoughts are. Because I know what my thoughts are. But I'm, if I'm trying to get advice Mm 
or I need somebody else's opinion, I don't need what's in my I don't need to know what's in my head. I need to know what your thoughts of that is. So, but it's accepting a relationship that you just don't feel like you can salvage that relationship. No, and there is a lot of guilt having that with people in your life. But when you are in a relationship where you're giving, giving, giving and never receiving, you are giving away your power. Mm-hmm. And when that person is making you feel like shit, then they have your power. And when you, it, it's heartbreaking. Like when you say, you know what? We're going to have to take a break. Uh, give me a minute. And yeah. you're, you're taking back your power. And mm-hmm. like you have to do that. Like if someone who doesn't make you feel healthy. Absolutely. Like a healthy connection. That's right. It's heartbreaking. But we do all have our own power in us. We have to. You either continue to hit your, your head against the wall. Yes. Or you just have to yep. step away. Because and when you do step away, you see things yourself, so much clearer exactly. as well, right? And you become less reactive. It's life changing. Because I think when you go. when you continue to stay in a relationship that you know is taught, whether it's female, male, like a relationship, mother, father, your brother, yada yada, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's toxic. Exactly. You got to step away from it because when you stay when when two people are so toxic. You don't make each other better. No. So you actually are confusing each other's mind that you can't see clearly. Or one person sees clearly and one person is just... Well, some people just can't accept it. You are not being ungrateful for calling out toxic people in your life. No. You can have gratitude and be grateful for people, especially in your family that did the best that they could with what they knew, but still acknowledge that their best still hurt you. Well, I think of it like this, and I think that why would you want to continue to do that? Because that's like drinking poison. Yeah. And you literally are poisoning your body slowly. It's like a slow death. Yeah, and you just have to break That's why cycle. we see like older people and they're so miserable mm-hmm. because they haven't actually done some self-healing within themselves they just go around i'm the victim i've done nothing yada yada i mean look at my sister she's victimizer number one she's she's the one that's fucked up her life for 30 years and we're the ones to blame like we are breaking the cycle of generational abuse Mm -hmm. and we're not staying complacent or enabling abuse by staying silent that's right People will notice the change in attitude towards towards them, but won't notice their behavior that made you change. Yeah. So that's something that a lot of people, I have a lot of people like that in my life. They don't, there's been an attitude adjustment from me to them, but yet they don't see where that change came from. They contributed to the change. So now they have to deal with the bullshit that comes along with it. And that's, is cutting them out of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have a lot of people like that in their lives, yeah. but we just continue. It's easier sometimes to make an excuse, for make an excuse, but it's also easier to stay in that toxic relationship instead of walking away yeah. because that's all, you know, you just know how many marriages are there that they're so toxic. They don't make each other better. They make each other worse, but they continuously, stay together yep. and they're miserable, miserable people. 
well, you have no control over someone else's behavior. No, but, but when you work on your own and your own reactions to it, mm-hmm. like, like, why wouldn't you want love? Why wouldn't you want love to be given back to you? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're just, if somebody's just giving you toxicity, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want, why, why would you want that? But we, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I knew my relationship was toxic and I stayed in it because it was easier to stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people will feel the same way that it's easier to stay than to walk away. Yeah. And then the universe, but it's funny because the universe will do whatever it can because I had so many signs in my, in the universe. And I'm like, this is, this is the universe talking to me, but you ignored it, ignored it, ignored it until the universe says, no girl, yep. this is it. I'm going to smack you upside the head and you got no choice but to leave. It could be also too, because like, we don't want to make that choice to like leave someone and like grieve them. Yeah, I think the grieving part, I never really understood that until you started speaking about it. But I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's, you know, when when you get divorced, it's grief. Yeah, like every relationship you really, I never really thought of that. Every relationship that you've had that hasn't worked out, we all should grieve it. But you don't understand that grieving. Relationships, it's like situations. Yeah, exactly. As well, that you have to grieve and be like, okay. You know, like that happened to me and it wasn't okay. And you have to self-talk. Of course. I talk to myself all the time. Still alive is not something I would hope for my worst enemy. But I'm glad you, you kind of, you did, you understood that and learned it a lot sooner than I did because It's funny because you're the one that said that to me when I called you sobbing that day that my mom and my sister had that thing Mm -hmm. and my sister was telling me all this stuff and I was just like. I kept it together for my sister and then I called you mm-hmm. and I just started sobbing and crying and I don't, I'm not a crier. No, I do neither of us are. <laughs> and, um, unless it's like American Idol or the voice, it's a very sad story. That's it. Anything to do with social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I called her and I was just like telling her a little bit about what happened. And she, you literally said to me, well, I think it's time you grieve. Like, the person well, yeah, of course. Mom. Now I understand that. But if but you, you would have, I no, I yes now, but if you would have came to me ten years ago, yeah, I would have never said that to you because mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. I I literally thought grieving was when somebody yeah. passes away. That's I what I thought because in my twenties, you know, we lo- I lost a lot of things, relationships, yada yada. But I never grieved my my the, my failures. Yeah, and that's why you weren't. That's why it took you so long to get over, you know, your ex. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. So you got the better version of me this year. Uh, Not this year. In the last 10 years, this is the better version of me because I've done a lot of... Soul searching. Man, have I ever. I I have, but I also realized that I needed to make a change for me. Mm -hmm. So I could learn how to love my children better, how to make a better life for me. I had to do that. Nobody else was going to do that except me. Mm -hmm. So the grieving part was a big, huge, it was huge part for me to to actually understand that because I had this mindset that grieving is only when a person passes away, but it's not. Grieving is 
a relationship. You look at the grief. What is it? The grief uh, process. Like it's like bargaining, like mm-hmm. anger. You know, like there's so many emotions that so come with grieving. So many emotions that come with grieving that you can grieve anything. And so grieving, I think most people, the first react, first emotion is anger. Mm-hmm. So you could either stay. And that anger, which I think a lot of people do, mm-hmm. unless they actually figure out, I don't want to be anger in anger all the time. Some people don't want to move to sadness. That's right. So I know for me, most of the grieving, first emotion for me was anger. Mm-hmm. Then it was like sobbing my eyes out for Auntie Maria. So, and then the rest just followed. Yeah. But I had to feel it. Yeah. And some people just don't want to get past that anger. They want, and that's where you stay, the victim. That's why some people stay the victim. Well, poor me, well, poor me. Well, poor me can work out for a little bit, but guess what? Mm -hmm. Pull up your pants, put your belt on, and get going. Yeah, because when I was just like, you know, because I did, I felt sorry for myself. My mom's a freaking ass. Well, I wasn't living at home at like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, my stepdad was an ass. My real dad was a fucking ass. And obviously I felt bad for myself. Well, but like teenager. But wouldn't. that's valid. That's valid. I, I, I can't imagine at 15 years old. I shouldn't have felt bad for no. myself. No. Like that was the reasoning from everyone. You like, shouldn't have. I put myself in that situation at 15, 16. Yeah, but. That's fucking insane. Well, yeah, you just made things a little bit harder. But I think you thought by leaving you were making yourself and things better. I, yeah, because, like, I couldn't live. So, like, when I had the invitation, like, just get out. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. Does well, anyone want to take me in? Because, like, I can't do this. Well, not only did you feel like your mom wasn't fighting for you. She was fighting me. Exactly. And I was fighting my stepdad, and they were fighting. Exactly. And it was just, like, all around freaking chaos but your mom's supposed to be like your safety blanket never you know what i mean i I don't know if i i don't know if i've repressed or like forgot because i don't have a lot of like memories Mm -hmm. but i don't remember ever feeling safe like i remember feeling safe with my grandma with my uncle Mm -hmm. i just don't remember it with my mom i think your i think your memory probably of your mom is more like uh like a sergeant. Yeah. Right? Very militant. Yeah. You do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'll check it to make sure it's done properly. But. And if it's not, there will be punishment. I think a, ch- a child being, feeling like that, you can't, like, I can't imagine because you must have felt anxious all the time. Probably. Because. I, I don't remember these things though. She, you're, you probably never felt peace at home. No. And that's, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't ever feel peace at home. And I think think you're not alone because, I mean, I didn't feel peace at my house either with my dad, you know, being an alcoholic and all, not knowing how he was going to come home. I didn't feel, I, I, I have to admit, I spent a lot of time at my friend's house because I didn't feel safe at home. And that's why I got married so early and uh because i just wanted to leave the home because i didn't feel safe at my house and then when i got married and it didn't feel like i 
did a good choice and I was in a safe place, I was divorced, exactly. you know, two years later. And this, and this, this, this everything, everything that we're talking about is the reason that we felt like we had to do this. Yeah, and I hope we can. I mean, I think for us, it's therapeutic what we do. Uh, just talking to each other, talking about our circumstances. Uh, but I think like the goal is to reach out to people that feel stuck. They can't get out of a bad relationship, whether it's with your mom, your brother, your sister, your partner. It doesn't matter because there are toxic relationships. And I didn't even know all the trauma that I was going through because I was in the middle of it. But now that I'm exactly. healing, I want I other want people other to know people that it's, know not, that okay it's okay not okay that people did that this people to you and there is a path for you. And we are here, and we for, are you. here for you. Yeah. We're not certified therapists. <laughs> we're not. We're not. This is all like li- our life experiences. Yeah. We've, we really, really have. I mean, I think I have. I mean, at 54, I like, oh, where am I going yeah. at? Yeah. I mean, I was separated at the age of 47. And... I just think to myself, like, where am I going to go? I'm 47. Oh my gosh, I wasn't even 50. But it's something that you have to ask yourself because you don't, I didn't see myself in that situation at that age. I mean, I probably could have been in that situation a lot earlier. I was just in denial. And denial does not prevent what the universe wants for you. That's one thing I have learned and accepted that you can run from it, but if it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. Destiny will always find you. And we are and here to help you with the what, where, how you heal and that you're not alone. And next week, we want to have an episode where we talk about what you can do in order to heal and be yourself and how you get there. A plan and things that you can do. Absolutely. So we hope you liked this. Word vomit. Word vomit. Word vomit. And I will let you know your goddess read that card of the day. Goddess Guidance Card of the Day. This card will reawaken the beauty, spirit, and power that already exists within you. If this message resonates with you, claim it, queen. Someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to hear this, and it's true. It is Artemis, and he is a guardian, or she is a guardian. Like me, you have a sacred mission to spread love and light. Yet this isn't a position that comes from tension or worry. Instead, the gentle essence of a joyful heart and lighthearted laughter sets your power into motion. Why would there be any tension in your mind or system unless you believed that you were somehow unsafe? Mm -hmm. And how could you be unsafe when you've called upon the spiritual warriors to watch over you? Your prayers have activated the flawless protection of heaven. So ease your mind of all cares and concerns and concentrate instead upon your mission. The angels are watching over you and your family. Your future is safe and secure. All your needs are being met and always will be. The worst is now behind you. Wow. Like how fitting that is, is that? so powerful. Wow. That is so powerful. We'd love to hear your feedback. So don't be shy and leave us a review. Good or bad. We want it all. We want it all. And you can follow us on Instagram at spirituallywokepod or email us at spirituallywokepodcast at gmail.com. Wake us up 
Wake yourself up and love yourself. <laughs>